Good afternoon and thank you for tuning into Fire Shut Up My Bones. I want to talk about something that's uh, on this podcast that has been bothering me for a long time. And I couldn't find the words to express what was bothering me until I read some scripture. And, and, and I believe the Lord has taught me some things regarding this matter. Before I start, let me begin by saying Jesus should be the most important person in our life. Nothing must come into the place of our God. The Bible says, Thou shalt not have any other gods before me. When you wake up in the er- in the morning, we must pray and read God's word. The Bible says, Early will I seek thee. When we come into church, all attention must be directed to Jesus Christ. Nothing else. Here's what's bothering me. I I watched the YouTube video of a of a I, I guess you can call him a bus evangelist. Decent guy. I met him before. But he read one verse from Jude. One verse out of the book of Jude. And he didn't really preach out of the Bible. He said he made statements. The bus ministry still works. I'm more inclined to say that God still works. He asked questions. What will you do for the bus ministry? Most men today that are still in the bus ministry that are faithful will always say, what will you do for the Lord? They, 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 men that say, what will you do for the Lord? They, they rarely brag about what they do for the Lord or brag that they're on in the bus ministry. It's different. They, when they preach and open up the Bible, it's what will you do for the Lord? This is what the Lord has done for you. How to live for the Lord, how to serve the Lord. The Lord is a blessing and they get some application out of the Bible that blesses your soul. Men like that, they rarely talk about what they do in the bus ministry. They rarely talk about numbers. They're different. They don't have a Facebook. They don't post about it. Different types of Christians. I notice in their life, I'm making an observation. I notice in their life, God's blessing them more in contents and in their life. But then you have some, right? And this is what bothers me, as I mentioned before. It's like to give more credit to a ministry or the bus ministry than towards the Lord. They read one Bible verse and every in the whole sermon is about the bus, bus ministry and less about the Lord. That bothers me. Now, before you get mad at me, okay, just know I'm not trying to instigate anything and I'm not trying to make anyone mad. I'm making an observation and this observation that I'm gathering really bothers me because I don't think Jesus Christ is getting enough attention in churches. I saw one church. On YouTube, it was a bus conference that a, a bus on the altar. This is way out there, Midwest, right? Uh, churches are doing that now. Uh, how to grow your church, how, how to get numbers. And, and it just seems like there's less attention on Jesus Christ. Okay, sorry, call came in. Less attention on Jesus Christ and more attention uh, on a ministry or the bus ministry. Nothing should come in the place of the Lord. I hope I'm explaining myself to where you, the, you, the audience, understand what I'm saying. What I want to talk about is this. This is going to make you mad, but please just hear me out. The bus idol, the bus idol. You said, what in the world? Are you against buses? I'm not against the buses. Okay, just hear me out. You know, my dad was a bus kid. Okay. Have you heard the question, why isn't the bus ministry as big as it used to be?
first of all, let's pray. God, please help me. Forgive me of my sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Why isn't why isn't it the bus ministry isn't as big as it used to be? Okay, end quote. The reason is due to Christians preaching only about the bus ministry. You say, ah, that's not true. It, it, it. From what I've seen, that's what I've been seeing. Okay? B bus this, bus that, get your CDL. I saw about, so far today, about three churches now. Okay? Uh, maybe four or three. Okay? And it's, it, and it's become more prevalent. For example, okay? Hear me out now. For example, statements like, work your bus route. Or get your CDL and he might be the next preacher. The bus ministry still works as if God doesn't work. The Bible says that God is looking for a man to show himself strong to. That's what the Bible says. The bus, the bus still works. Right? And everyone shouts and hollers, Amen. The guy reads one verse. He doesn't go back into the Bible again to preach God's word. It's just one verse and then he's gone. And the whole message is about the bus ministry and why you should be on the bus. And... Oh, you're tired of the bus ministry and you quit. You're tired of your real job, but you don't quit your job, right? So you're just going to quit on God on all these types of things. And by the time you get done, you feel like you're the worst Christian on the face of the earth. Okay. By the way, not everyone's called into the bus ministry. Okay. The bus still works. But Jesus Christ. Um, uh, let me read this again. The reason is due to Christians only preaching about the bus. For example, statements like work your bus route or get your CDL. He might be the next preacher. The bus still works. What will you do for the bus ministry? And and uh, nothing. And and, <clears throat> and nothing about Jesus Christ in His Word. <clears throat> the main issue is Christians relying on the bus instead of God. The main issue is re Christians relying on the bus instead of God. You say. You're not making any sense. We're not doing that. Okay. When the whole message is catered to the buses frequently on Sundays, there's something wrong with that. Who's getting the most attention? Jesus Christ or a ministry? Okay. The main issue is Christians relying on the bus instead of God. I call it bus worship. And now I'm making people mad. At some at some bus conferences, you see one huge bus hood or our front of a bus on the altar instead of a pulpit of wood. This looks like an I this looks like idol worship to me. In Nehemiah chapter 8, 4, we see an example of a pulpit of wood. Now, in those days, if not if I'm not mistaken, they actually stood on this pulpit of wood. We stand behind it, but hey, a pulpit of wood, Nehemiah 8, 4. Now in bus conferences, there's a bus up there. Okay, you say, that's just for a temporary time. Leviticus 26.1 says, Ye shall make you no idols, nor graven image, neither rear you up a standing image, neither shall ye set up any image of stone in your land to bow down unto it, for I am the Lord your God. Now, I know most of these churches are not bound down to the bus. But when... Less preaching is done about God's word, from God's word, and about the Lord, and more on the bus. Be careful. What's going on here? Okay, what's going on? Pagans reared up a golden calf, and Christians today rear up the image of a bus. They got bus ties, bus belts, bus shoes, bus everything, bus souvenirs. 
you know, preaching. Uh, every one of you in here needs to get your CDL. Okay, we're we are not to rear up standing images in church, guys. When we come to church, preach Christ and Christ crucified. That's it, because I notice we start to uh, we start to go crazy. We start to start preaching things that are not even in the Bible anymore. Okay, stuff stuff like oh God, forgive me for saying this. I gotta say it. Stuff like. You, uh, uh, the bus captain forgot to visit his bus route, and now a serial killer is out on the loose killing people. Okay, and stuff like that. All right, let me tell you something, man. Who influenced Cain to go kill his brother? Because of this, because of the sin of one person, sin entered into the world, and I'm referring to Adam. That caused sin to pass upon all men, and if they don't get saved, and, he, and I believe even Christians, if they don't watch it, they're capable of committing. Some crazy sins, okay? That has not the actions of someone else. Uh, you cannot blame the the cause of everyone's evil on the actions on a particular person. Sometimes you can do that, but that's not all the time, okay? All right. Yeah. So, so, so we got to be careful of that. All right. And and, and we, we you know we're not to re understand in First Kings chapter seventeen seven we see that God allowed the brook to dry up before Elijah, the brook no doubt helped sustain Elijah during the drought. The drought God brought him there next to the brook in this drought. However, had God not allowed the brook to dry up, Elijah would have relied on the brook instead of the God of the brook. Did you catch that? Sometimes God blesses us in our life with things, a car to work, a job, great health. But be very careful of making that job your idol, that car your idol, your health your idol. How do you make your health your idol? Hey, when you're supposed to be in church, but you went to the wrestling club or the basketball court or the football field and played on a Sunday when you should be in church, that's your idol, my friend. Your health is your idol. You got to thank God for those things. Same with the bus ministry. God blesses people with a bus. They forget to read their Bible. They go out there and visit the bus route. They don't pray to God. They don't read their Bible. That's why the attitude is terrible. Um, so they start worshiping the bus. Okay. Oh, I'm right with God. I'm on the bus. Well, okay. Well, you're puffed up, but I'm going to come to you. Excuse me. I'm going to come to you like Paul said. Okay. The brook, no doubt, helped sustain Elijah during the drought. However, God... For, however, had God not allowed the brook to dry up, Elijah would have relied on the brook instead of the God of the brook. Sometimes God has to take those things away so we can rely on him again. You know, I remember my dad telling me this, some godly men telling me this, that they're glad they're not rich on earth because they fear they might stop relying on God. Sometimes it's good to be put to trials. You rely on God more. And that's what God wants so he can show us his power. God wants us to rely fully on him and draw our attention to him, not the bus. There is a major concern where some pastors read one verse of scripture and draw the entire message to the bus ministry. Catering an entire message on the bus concerns me as it seems more frequent than it should be. Frequent than it should be. Drawing our full attention to God and his word will bless the saint and the bus ministry. You want the bus ministry to grow? Get into the Bible. Preach it. 
fall in love with God again. And that will fuel any ministry. God will bless your work is what I'm saying. And his work, because ultimately the ministry is God's work. In church today, there is a division amongst Christians due to the bus ministry. Once again, I'm probably making some people mad, but please hear me out. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Let's go there real quick. Now, I open the scripture. Well, I think, let me see. Was I reading some Bible? Yeah, I was reading. Okay, 1 Corinthians. There should be no division in church. And the problem is people get too prideful and think because they're in the bus ministry that they're the holiest person in the face of the world. And that's far from the truth. I've seen it. Look, I'm 28 years old. I grew up in church, man. I, I, I've seen... I've seen people get a big head because they're, they're doing some ministry or something. All right. Be careful of that. Any one of us, I include it, can get big headed because we're in a ministry. This podcast. What if I make this podcast an idol? All right. I dare not go on this podcast without first talking to the Lord and reading the scriptures in the morning. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 10. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing and that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. Okay, for example, frustration occurs from bus workers towards those who are not on the bus. Some of you need to be on the bus. Some of you don't love the Lord enough. Some of you need to come out visitation. All right. And then they get all high minded and think that because the person's not on the bus, they're the worst Christians on the face of the earth. Okay, that's that's not even true. You don't know that. Okay, you're not omniscient like our God. Bus workers correlate spirituality spirituality with bus servitude. You can't say, oh, he's on the bus. He loves God. That's just the outward appearance. Man judges on the outward appearance, uh, appearance, but God judges the heart. If you're not on a bus or have a CDL, it is said that you don't love God. Some of you in here, you just don't love the Lord enough. You need to get on the bus. And then there's peer pressure to get on the bus. Right. That's not something God wants them to do. Right. And then they're miserable and then they quit. See that you don't love God. That's why you excuse me. That's why you quit. And then ultimately leave church because they feel like they're the worst Christians on the face of the earth. Come on now. Let me tell you something what we're supposed to be doing. Keep God first and fulfilling the Great Commission. If you don't feel that God's calling on a bus, you better do something. You better pass out tracks, leave the tracks around because that's the gospel message. That is the Great Commission. Okay. You got to find something to do for the Lord or ask the Lord to, to find something for you to do for him in the in the Great Commission. You've got to. That is your job. But as far as the bus ministry, that's not everyone's ministry. OK, if you're not on a bus or have a seat, they'll say that you don't love God. May I say that working a bus or not working a bus shall not be the measuring stick of Christian spirituality to to base or compare someone's spirituality with a bus worker is not biblical. The Bible strongly speaks against this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Let's go there. All right. And, and man, the only person I heard preach this stuff is, is, is my youth pastor out, out of this. When he says not to be comparing others and, and being about numbers. Oh, you only have two on your bus. Uh, something's wrong with that. Thank God for the two that's on your bus. Hey, does that mean you're a failure if you only have two on your bus? God only had eight people on, on his ark in the entire world. Does that mean God failed? If it wasn't for those eight people, we wouldn't be here right now. Thank you, God, uh, uh, for his mercy. God, God 
and no more preaching. This is in Genesis chapter 6 verse 3. My spirit will not always strive with man. What was the Holy Spirit doing? Telling people to get on this. I was going to say uh, stinking ark, but it's not. God forgive me. It's not a stinking ark. But get on the, get on the ark. Uh, uh, to get on the ark. Or, or um, in Noah, it says in Peter, a preacher of righteousness. You know what uh, Noah was doing? He was preaching the word of God. And you know what God was doing? He was trying to get people on the ark with his Holy Spirit. Okay? How many people did they went to the Lord? Not uh, Including uh, Noah, who was out there preaching. You're talking eight people, man. Oh, God didn't sow one enough. Give me a break. Come on now. Come on. The Bible says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou into the house of the Lord. Okay? Is God going to say, oh, you're not faithful enough. You only uh, pass out three tracks in your whole life. I mean, I hope we pass out more. You only have three people on your bus route. No. Were you faithful to the things of God? Oh, there's my son. Archibald, close the door, please. Go, go back downstairs. Uh, are you faithful to the things of God? Do you raise your family right? And when God sees you come up into heaven, he will say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. That's what matters. Faithful. Faithful. We're faithful to God. All right. That's a rabbit trail. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. It says, for we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves. Oh, he's on a bus ministry. He's right with God. So-and-so's not on the bus route. Or he's not right with God. Yeah, but is he in church? Does he have his Bible? Is he living right? Is he sowing in? Come on, man. Or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. Uh, when I was running a bus route, I used to bring 300 people to church. I knocked on 400 doors. Uh, I I did this. I did this. Where were you guys? Where were you guys on Saturday? At home getting fat. You see, that person is commending themselves. But they measuring themselves. I had 500 people on the bus route. I don't even know if you can fit 500 in there. Let's just go with 100 or 50. I had 50 people on the bus route. You see, he's measuring. They're measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. Okay, let me read this 13. But we will not boast of things without our measure, but according to the measure of the rule, which God hath distributed to the measure to reach even unto you. All right. Amen. Okay, so don't compare yourselves with others. Okay, you get discouraged when you do that. Okay, all right, let's see. Christians today say, Brother Drake is a good bus worker and loves the Lord. Amen. Some of you need to be on the bus. Bless God. Amen. Okay, the example I gave is an example of being unwise as stated in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. We just read that. Just because you did not see a Christian work on a bus does that mean he does not serve and love God? Just because you don't see a Christian on a bus means you forbid him, ostracize him, as did the disciples forbid other servants of God in Luke 9, 49. Let's go to Luke chapter 9, verse 49. I hope you guys understand where I'm coming from. I'm not trying to be a jerk or make anyone mad. I'm just making an observation and, 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 you know, preaching something out of the Bible. Amen. All right, 949. It says here. And John answered and said, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and we forbade him because he follows not us. All right, let's stop right there. Okay. Uh, in Luke 9.49, some of Jesus' disciples were shocked to see other Christians that they did that, that they did not see with them serving God. But they were serving God. The Bible says in Luke 9, I already read that. Uh, this behavior is wrong and is prevalent in churches today. Okay, it is. It really is. Uh, like I said, I grew up in church. 
I talk to other people that grew up in church and that's the same old story. Some of you over here, you don't love God. All right. Hey, look, you know how you could tell if someone doesn't love God? He, he, he's getting tattoos. He's missing church all the time. He doesn't read his Bible. He has a nasty attitude. All right. That's a person that doesn't love the Lord. All right. He doesn't want to tithe. Okay. But if you see a man that's faithful in church, he loves, you could tell he loves the Lord. He has his Bible with him and he's faithful. Hey, don't be surprised behind closed doors. That guy is really trying his best to serve the Lord. Don't base his spirituality based on whether he's on the bus or not. Okay. Thank God that the Lord said in Luke 9 50, and Jesus said unto him, forbid him not for he, for, for he that is not against us <coughs> is for us. That same faithful Christian who is a light at his workplace and in his neighborhood is dismissed at his very church, all because he does not work on the bus route. They don't talk to him. It's just a good old boy network. Oh, he ain't living right. He's not on the bus. Okay, that's terrible. And that stuff does happen. The same faithful Christian that is ostracized because he doesn't have a CDL serves God behind closed doors. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 6, not with eye service. That means you serve the Lord because people are watching. You post every stinking thing you do on Facebook. You go, I was at Starbucks and I was eating my lunch and this man came here and he got saved. Bless God. You're not going to have any reward by the time you get to heaven, man. Because all you do is post, 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 post. You have your reward. That was your reward. The Bible says, and they had their reward because they were doing stuff for eye service. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. Do, you, do, do we serve the Lord from our heart? Is serving God just a big, big grandstand to us? Christians ought to serve God for God alone, not the crowd. Psalms 91 one says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Today, the Lord wants to be a part of church service, but isn't invited due to too much grandstanding. You say, what do you mean by that? In church, the, the, the most important thing about church is learning how to live a godly life and learning more about the Lord. And it, and it really helps your spirit. You know how in the Bible where it talks about um, uh, it's a blessing for the brethren to dwell in unity. Why is that? God is inside of you. He's indwelling you. So when you fellowship with another Christian, you're actually fellowshipping with God as well as each other. That's why you have to be in church. Don't skip church. Okay. But when no attention is paid to word towards God's Bible, his word and the Lord, and it's just a big circus, they sing a million times. Right. And by the, and, and and they give a bunch of testimonies, praising everybody. Nothing wrong with praising. The Bible says, let another man praise thee. But they praise, 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 praise a man instead of God. By the time the preacher gets up there, he only has 17 minutes, minutes worth of preaching, right? And, and, and the people are like, did you come here to hear to, to, to hear brother so-and-so? Did you come here to hear God? Well, the Bible says, how shall they hear without a preacher? You know, in, in the Bible, I believe it's Acts, it talks about how they were saved by hearing the word of God. All right. Amen. All right. So what are we doing here? When we come to church, we need to sit our butts down, have that uh, blessed man of God to get on that pulpit, open up that book and show us what God showed him and preach it. Amen. That's why we come to church. And then when we're done, we pray, get to the altar and say, God changed me. That sermon really spoke to me and go home. And from Monday to Friday, live out what we learned from church. Not all this grandstanding nonsense. I saw so-and-so at Chick-fil-A pass on a track. Some of you, you don't even do that. When was the last time? 
I mean, good grief. Do you know what shirt I'm wearing right now? What color shirt I'm wearing? What I ate this morning? No, you don't. So you don't even know what I'm doing for the Lord. And we shouldn't even care about what the other guy's doing for the Lord. Are you living for the Lord? Am I living for the Lord? Okay, you remember what Peter, when Peter asked Jesus, Jesus, what about John? Uh, uh, what's going to happen to him? You told me I'm going to be crucified and killed. What about John? And Jesus said, uh, what business is it of yours? If I had John live until I come back, what will you do? He said, and he said, he told Peter, go serve the Lord. That's the, hey, look, that's what we all should do. We need to serve the Lord and mind our own business. All right. Now, where was that in my notes? Today, the Lord wants to be a part of church service, but isn't invited to due to too much grandstanding. Messages only cater to bus ministries. The whole church service, they're up there singing forever. Once again, how shall they hear without a preacher? Instead of the God of the ministry, only catering to the ministry instead of the God of the ministry. The Bible says in Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he will and he with me. Hey, God wants to be a part of our ministry. Do we let him in? Or are we too busy preaching about the bus ministry instead about the things of the Bible? 66 books of the Bible, and that's all we have to preach on. So what is the solution to having God bless any ministry? Any ministry, podcast, bus ministry, uh, track, if you if you guys write tracks. Here it is, here's what it is. Full devotion to Jesus Christ will fuel any Christian to do God's service. 100% right. 100%. You say, how do you know that? I'm getting to that. If you want the bus ministry to grow, don't rely on your own power. You say, how am I relying on my own power? You got to be careful with all this I stuff. Satan said, I will ascend and I will do this. And what happened? Jesus ended up saying, I saw Satan cast out like lightning. He did it. He threw the devil out because he had eye problem. Do you have eye problem? Do I have eye problem? The bus ministry still works. The bus ministry saves. What will you do for the bus ministry? Forget the bus ministry. What will you do for the Lord? And and then when you say, Lord, what you want me to do? And the Lord might tell you, hey, why don't you go drive a bus or get on the bus? And then boom, there you go. That's how it happens. Okay. Full devotion to Jesus Christ will fuel any Christian to do God's service. If you want the bus ministry to grow, don't rely on your own power. As others say, in quotation, some of you need to work the bus route. Some of you need to um, visit on Saturdays. Some of you need to neglect your family. <laughs> you, you need to rely on Christ. The Bible says in John 15, 15, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit. Did you get that? Let me tell you something. The more we become fascinated about Jesus Christ, the anointed Savior of the world, the more we want to do for the Lord. I don't want to tell you everything because there's some things that happen into my life that are so sweet and precious to me. I'd rather keep it between the Lord and I. But I've noticed when when my walk with the Lord uh, increases and, become, and I become closer, okay, it seems to me that the Lord brings people to me to witness to them. That's just, that's. I'll leave it at that. And I give all glory to the Lord. I'm not bragging. Uh, what I'm saying is the closer you get to the Lord, the more God uses you in places. Okay. By the way, preachers, I'm not a pastor of any church, but don't call people into the ministry. Don't call people to be a preacher. Don't call people to, to be in the bus ministry to get the CDL. Let God do the calling. Let God do the calling. Let God do the calling. 
You you know what your job is? Get them fascinated with Jesus Christ. Get them in the Bible. Exhort them to read their Bible. Preach to them what God wants you to preach to them. And then when they become more in love with the Father, you'll notice that they want to do more for the Lord. And those are the types of people that last. Okay? I'm serious. I mean, they, they, they last so long. You say, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't have a church to pastor. Well, I, I know all I know is this. The closer we get to the Lord, the more we want to do for the Lord. That's all I have to say right there. All right. So ye are the branches. He that abideth me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. The more we get closer to the Lord, who knows, man, God will give you probably 300 people on a church church night. For without me, you can do nothing. The more Christians become closer to God, the ministry to God will grow. So, you know, a lot of people are discouraged. Like, why isn't the bus ministry growing? Why isn't the bus ministry growing? Are you relying on God or are you relying on the bus ministry? Are you having conferences on how to grow the bus ministry? Or are you on your hands and knees in prayer asking God, God, please, we rely on you. Bring up great work. Write a great work. We can't do this without you. Are you? I mean, good grief, man. Is this like a business where we sit, you know, like Gordon Ramsay, no, uh, Dave Ramsey have to get more money? We, we, you know, we set up these conferences. All right, guys, this is how this is. Uh, point number two, point A, B, C, C in the how to grow your church with the bus ministry manual. You got to do this. You got to do that. Wow. I never thought of that. And, now, and with this method, we could get 400 people. All right. Now, if you do that and nothing relying on the Lord, you're not relying on God. All right. You're relying on some method, some strategy. And those things might be good. And you're not relying on God. And that's why I think People are saying, why isn't the bus ministry as big as it used to be? Because we as the Christian people rely more on bus ministry, bus methods, rather than Jesus Christ. If you want your bus ministry to grow, rely on Christ. All right. If you're mad at me, uh, just, you know, look at some of the scripture that I read and pray. Uh, You know, he said, you have no experience. Hey, I never committed fornication. But I can preach against fornication, right? Because the Bible preaches against fornication. All right. I never drunk liquor. But does that disqualify me to preach against liquor? Because I never drank liquor before. And you don't know what you're talking about. You're never were drunk. Hey, I'm just preaching the Bible. We need to rely more on Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Lord, help us all to rely more on you. Please. In Jesus name we pray. Amen.